This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup, and today. It is our 4x5 episode for Wednesday, April 28th. Now, normally this is four writers for five minutes each. However, in a true reflection of the late season injuries, we are down by a writer or two today. So this is either going to be a 3x7 or a 2x7.5. We're not exactly sure. Steve Alexander is literally a game-time call for this podcast as we record this. He may show up midstream, but we're going to be joined by Ryan and Raf. To look at some notable recent performances, including an eye-catching box score from Malachi Flynn, some perspective on the Rockets' rotation, and much more, all coming up in just a minute. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. As we welcome in Raphael Johnson for the week in rookies. Okay, Raph, we've seen some legitimate uh, madness, I would say, in the Rockets rotation. You know, John Wall, we now know, is done for the season. Over the weekend, you know, it was the Armani Brooks show. K.J. Martin resurfaced for the 19th time this season. How do you sort this out when you look at some of these guys in the Rockets rotation and, and who do you prioritize as the fantasy pickups? I think we've spoken about him before on this podcast, but Jay Sean Tate would be the, the priority among the Rockets rookies. I'm not sure if he's still a top a run a top 100 player, but he's been performing well enough to where they're giving him a good 30 minutes a night. And the one exception was Saturday because they only had seven healthy players. The eighth was Daniel House, but they were going to hold him out for load management reasons, but he was in uniform per NBA rules. And then Jay Sean Tate's back tightens up during the third quarter. So he had to sit out the whole fourth. Um, as long as he's okay there, he's also dealing with a leg issue before that. As long as he can stay healthy, I think you can get really good value out of him. 
Armani Brooks is now in the starting lineup with John Wall out for the remainder of the season. He's not going to be going anywhere. He's mainly a points and threes guy. Uh, so if you need that, you may want to look into him. But otherwise, I don't really see as much. I don't have as much optimism about Brooks as I do either Tate or K.J. Martin. I think the thing that may be holding up K.J. Martin in the short term is what happens with Christian Wood. I wrote in, in Tuesday morning's dose, I wouldn't be shocked if Houston made a similar decision with Wood because they know what they have in him. Uh, they know he's going to be a key part of their rebuild moving forward. There are no questions about his status on the roster. So if they give him some more rest days or something to that effect, I think K.J. Martin's value increases a little bit there. Yeah, and that's interesting because he did play 41 minutes on in that game against the Nuggets where we saw you know DJ yeah. Wilson putting up big numbers, Armani Brooks, 42 minutes, Anthony Lamb scored 21. So, yeah, I think K.J. Martin, I guess I'd prioritize him over Brooks just because I think in a best-case scenario, he has a better fantasy, uh, fantasy-friendly game, you know, with the defensive stats. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. So that's a little perspective on the Rockets. Let's move to the Raptors for a second because I took note on Monday night that with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet both playing normal-ish minutes, we saw Malachi Flynn lead the Raptors in bench minutes with 24, scored 18 points with five boards, five dimes. And to me, this is almost like a, a flashing red light moment. Do you think I'm overreacting that like it's now time to run and pick up Malachi Flynn because we've seen him do it with Van Vliet and Lowry producing? No, not at all. Um, and also, you know, this is going out Wednesday, but Monday's game was the first of a back-to-back. So Malachi is going to play a lot of minutes. Given how they've handled guys like Lowry and Van Vliet recently, they're still competing, but I don't really think they truly want to get into that play-in tournament. Um, it really doesn't serve them that much good. So those guys are going to rest. And even if, if Kyle and Fred play, Still got Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi who could be rest candidates as well. So, yeah, if you haven't already picked up Malachi Flynn and you're in the middle of your fantasy playoffs or you're, you're a DFS player, you need to go get him. Yeah, and as you said, th- this podcast comes out on Wednesday typically, but we do sometimes get it out on Tuesday. So there's a chance that you're hearing this before mm-hmm. Tuesday's game. And either way, Tuesday's game was the second of a five-game week, week for the Raptors. So potential yeah. for Flynn to have some even bigger stat lines than when we saw on Monday night. So now let's talk uh, Oklahoma City. Isaiah Roby has had a couple notable stat lines in a row, Raph. Another team that is playing five games this week. I'm just pulling up his stat line from Monday night. And where is it? Here we go. Well, they lost by 31. Shocker. But Roby off the bench, just 21 minutes, seven points, eight boards, four dimes, two steals, and a block. I think he had 18 and eight in their previous game. How high are you on Roby the rest of the way? A guy who, at last I checked, was under 10% rostered in Yahoo. I'm pretty high on him, um, actually. You know, just to clear things up for the listeners, he's not a rookie, but, oh, you know, we're talking about him anyway. Yeah, he is not. That's right. Weird. <laughs> yeah, he started out in Dallas. You know, but now obviously, you know, with the Thunder and, and with this cast of characters, are you a fan of The Sopranos at all? Yes. You remember the scene where Richie Aprile walked into Tony's uh, poker game and the words that came out of his mouth about the lineup? You, you'll have to refresh my memory. It's been a minute. Yeah, I'm not going to use the, okay. the words. There's some bad language in there, but he's, he walks in the door and says, look at this lineup, to paraphrase. That's kind of how I feel about some of these teams, including the Thunder at this point, because... With all due respect, some of these guys, you know, when, when Oklahoma City's rebuild is finished in the way that they want it to be, 
they aren't going to be around. But for now, the guys like Roby, they definitely have some, you know, attractive attractiveness to them in terms of fantasy play. So, yeah, if, if you can get Roby, I, I think I would go ahead and do it. Moses Brown has kind of hit a rough patch lately. Um, I think he played better the other night, but his production dropped. They've got Tony Bradley as well, but Roby's a guy that they can use either the four or the five. So I, I like his positional versatility and his production of late. So Roby is not a rookie because of three games in 2019-20? Is that the deal? Yes. Wow, sneaky. A very sneaky not a rookie, Isaiah Roby. <laughs> By the way, I can't believe it took us 19 weeks to get a Sopranos reference, Raph. You're just, you've been sitting on Sopranos references this whole time? Yep. <laughs> well, I've been I've been meaning to rewatch that show, and I think that may be the impetus I need because I felt I felt a little bit like I have seen that, but I didn't exactly remember. So now now I got to go do it. When you see it, you'll remember this. <laughs> yeah, we got about twenty seconds left. Any parting rookie thoughts for you uh, from you before we before we leave today? Well, I think Tyrese Halliburton. Obviously, he's been on the radar for quite some time now, a top one hundred player. But with De'Aaron Fox out. This is his time to really kind of blow up. He had a really good game Sunday night against the Warriors, and I think he's going to continue on that path. Nice. Well, I just uh, you heard the the alarm for a second there, and I agree. And you and I talked about it the other day. We wanted to see whether Tyrese Halliburton had what kind of ceiling he might have. I think we're getting yeah. maybe that opportunity now. Agreed. All right, Raph. Thanks for taking the time. I will see you back here next week. Yep. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Just a reminder, you can get access to our League Sync tool, our DFS tools, and our betting tools by going to edge-plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the code STU10 for 10% off any subscription. We're getting ready to welcome in Ryan Knauss. We are welcoming Ryan Knauss. Ryan, I just want to start. We have an update on Steve Alexander's status for the podcast. He's been downgraded to doubtful. He was a game-time call at the start. He is now doubtful to make an appearance today. Oh, I mean, almost never do, <laughs> do people show up when they're doubtful, you know. But it does happen sometimes. You do sometimes see an upgrade from doubtful. It can. That's it can true. Happen. And some, we've seen it sometimes from probable to out. It's rare, but maybe maybe we'll we'll see Steve Steve show up. <laughs> it's true. Uh, 
Okay, so Ryan, you had, uh, I think, wanted to bring a particular team to my attention today. What do you got on your mind? Well, I just heard Tyrese Halliburton's name come up, so I was curious uh, what you make of the Kings' situation right now. Without De'Aaron Fox, you you know, safe to say they're no longer in contention for even that number 10 seed and a spot in the play-in. So as they drift to the finish here, is there anyone in particular? I mean, obviously, uh, Halliburton is the huge winner here, unquestionably. Uh, I had picked up DeLon Wright in a few leagues after Fox went down, assuming that he would take on a much bigger role. That hasn't quite happened. Are you are you ready to move on from Wright, or are you still holding out a little bit of hope? I think the one thing maybe you can hang on to with Wright is that Harrison Barnes got hurt on Monday night. Uh, I believe it yeah. was, uh, according to our latest blurb, a hip slash groin slash adductor thingy, which, as we know, those that's not the kind of thing that you hurt and then just, boom, you're back in action quickly, usually. So, no. yeah, I think with Wright, maybe there's a chance because of that. Um, he played 27 and 22 minutes the last couple of games. He's just, DeLon Wright, I mean, I just feel like so much of the season has been very hard to kind of trust and count on and figure out no matter what city he's been in he's had stretches where he's really good and then stretches where it's like oh well his coach is down on him for some reason or has cut his minutes and it it feels he's just so volatile yeah it was it was injuries and it was an awkward role earlier in this season with Detroit so I, I think there's there are multiple factors going on uh that have conspired against him but we've seen his fantasy upside so I'm still pretty interested. As you said, Barnes being out opens up even more minutes. You know, the Kings are going to, by necessity, you'd think, play a lot of, of three-guard lineups. Uh, so potentially we see Wright even starting. Who knows? Um, but I, I quite like him. I mean, he can give you steals. He'll give you some dimes. He'll hit some threes. You know, maybe won't blow you away or win a league, but definitely a serviceable serviceable guy to pick up in a 14-team league or deeper. Uh, I would have him on my roster right now. By the way, if you're feeling extremely sneaky and or desperate, there's also a Mo Harkless uh, thing. L- little tiny Mo Harkless. I don't know if renaissance is the right word, but he did play 35 minutes in that game, had two steals and a block. And, I mean, we won't really talk about the rest of his numbers, but he has been kind of doing a little bit of Mo Harkless things since he joined the Kings with some steals, blocks, and threes. Not a lot of points and rebounds, obviously, but I think that we just accept that's part of the Mo, Hark- Mo Harkless experience at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, don't buy a ticket to the Mo Harkless experience in DFS leagues or points leagues. Right. But uh, if you're if you're a roto, uh, you may you may want to climb aboard. Um, T- Terrence Davis is another guy who could potentially benefit without without Harrison Barnes. Maybe Chimezi Metu even gets gets some extra run. He's kind of an interesting guy on a permanent basis. So I'm definitely watching him. Anyone else there? There's there's one player, Hassan Whiteside, not necessarily related to the guards forwards we've been talking about, but we saw Whiteside do essentially nothing in the absence of Rashawn Holmes. Does this, you know, do you think that no matter where he's playing next season, we can consign him to the dustbin of history in fantasy leagues? Wow, that's tough. I mean, I still feel like on a permanent basis, though, he still kind of has looked. He's had those moments, you know, where he plays like 15 minutes and it's like, oh, he had like 8.7 boards, a couple blocks. Like, I think it totally depends on the on the team situation. But I think we can stop kind of assuming that Hassan Whiteside is at a level where he will get the minutes he needs to be a fantasy factor. Okay, I like the way you put that, because I think that speaks to the complete divide between his fantasy appeal and his real world appeal. Right. Yeah. Like. 
he he'll chase stats. He you see him out there like he wants to block every shot, even if it means abandoning his man on the weak side and giving up an easy layup or an offensive rebound for a put in. He doesn't care. Right. And he can't defend in space. And fantasy managers don't mind, but his coaches sure do, right? So I'm with you. I don't I don't see a situation in which he gets those fantasy relevant minutes last year, even if, as we've said, ad nauseum, he only needs 20 to make an impact. Yeah, and it's pretty telling that while Rashawn Holmes was out, that's what I was just looking at, I don't think Whiteside tops 24 minutes in any of those games. Now, he did have a couple of stat lines. You know, he had the 12 points, nine rebounds, four blocks game. But overall, yeah, he mm. had a great opportunity, and it was he, it only yielded a few decent games. So, bad sign. Yeah, it's just strange because we're one year removed from him somehow posting first round fantasy value so it's just a really interesting case study yeah no doubt now i've heard tell of a possible ryan canals fantasy conundrum that uh that i'd like to hear about before we get out of here yeah uh well i'm just curious where you come down on this so i'm in a you know one league in the fantasy playoffs uh single week must win i have zach levine on my team out with you know health and safety protocols same thing for darren fox I've also had Gordon Hayward occupying my lone IR spot for however many weeks. Uh, And now I have Colin Sexton out with a concussion. So I'm just curious, when you're faced with a situation like this, I need to win. Right. Uh, I need to win this week. You know, it's only been one day, but I'm I'm down to seven currently. How ruthless do you get? How much do you think, you know what I mean? Do I send De'Aaron Fox in? Now, obviously, in this situation, I think Hayward would be the easiest cut because he's only going to be reevaluated sometime in early May. Yeah. Could be out longer. Uh, but when it comes down to it, do you, you know, will, are you willing to make that ruthless decision and potentially gift your opponent De'Aaron Fox if it means the difference? You know, let's just say it was between Levine and Fox. Both are giving me DMPs. How ruthless do you get, Matt? I'm definitely ruth- feeling ruthless enough to drop Gordon Hayward. I think I'd be a little scared to drop someone of Levine or Fox's caliber. Let's see. Levine, as of Saturday, was missing the next three games at least. He was out through their road game in New York, and then he potentially could return. Yeah, I just think you can't. I don't think you can drop Levine I yet. I don't think I'm... Yeah, I think he's he's the last one I would yeah. consider. And Fox, from, as of now, from now, is going to miss how much? He's out, I like, basically another week we think that's the thing it's tough to tell because sometimes people have a severe case of covid and it takes them a while to get right. their conditioning back we've seen guys miss extended time so it's it's a quite you know i think fox is like a late week call you know you you get to maybe past wednesday but if you got to do it you got to do it the thing is though if you drop fox and you know you pick up someone who gets you know, like six points and five rebounds you're like why did i do that hmm. You know, yeah, that's so that's another good good consideration. The waiver wire is not that strong. So I, I think I think maybe my move is clear my IR spot by cutting Hayward, bump Fox into that IR spot and then cut Sexton even. Yeah, yeah, potentially our alarm is going it's these, off. Yeah, I I'll gripe occasionally about having head to head matchups and how they can sometimes be arbitrary. But at the same time, I like this this diabolical math that we have to do right of like do i cut one of my best players just to survive another five yeah. days I, I might i might have to matt yeah by the way i can't believe i didn't talk to raf about this i lost to raf by one three-pointer in the semifinals Ooh. of the last roto world league one three. Oh no one triple wow yeah tough was it a, a situation where you were watching the game and you knew that so-and-so <laughs> couldn't hit one three-pointer and they did i needed i think halliburton was the last last guy going and he shot like two for seven on threes that game 
And I mm. think I got 19 threes the last day, and I still lost that category. So that was pretty wow. tough. It's tough out well, there. Well, there's Ryan. a Tyrese Halliburton through line to the podcast. Indeed. Indeed. The Tyrese That's Halliburton nice. edition. All right. Well, <laughs> we ha- we've officially gotten word Steve Alexander is out. He has been ruled out. Put the red O next to his name. He is a DNP for this one. Um, undisclosed, yeah. undisclosed injury. <laughs> Welcome. He'll be back next week. I'm yeah, sure. he, he'll be, he's, he's expected to return next week. That is going to do it for us on this express edition of the 4x5, which was, in fact, a 2x7.5. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. We will be back on Friday with the guy that I just talked to just now, Ryan. And we'll be back on Monday with our waiver Wire Pickups episode. Thanks to... Raf for joining us. Ryan, thank you for joining me. And thanks all of you for listening. We will see you on Friday. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Matt. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.